You're listening to the Limitless Life Podcast, episode 24. And today, I'm talking to Lisa Lajoie, Master Intuitive and Knowledge Broker for the Universe. So stay tuned. Are you feeling stuck in life or in business? Maybe you're not making the money that you know you should be making. Or are you finding yourself in opposing patterns? One minute you're in high performance mode, and the next you feel totally drained and burnt out. If any of that sounds familiar, then this podcast is for you. I'm Brenda Johnson, and this is the Limitless Life Podcast, the place where I help entrepreneurs like you become high performers. After changing my own relationship to money and success so I could turn my passion into profit, I decided it was time to help others do the same. I am obsessed with the power of the subconscious mind and helping you tap into it so you can finally have the limitless life that you're supposed to have. Let's get started. For those of you who don't know who Lisa is, her clients call her the spiritual advisor and secret weapon. Audiences call her an intuition leader and inspired speaker. And whether she's tapping into her intuition in one of her channeled consultations, working with higher guides, or transmitting life strategies and guidance for those who seek it, she gets the soul job done. Lisa is the grateful founder of Tapping Into It, an intuition leadership company which offers intuitive business consultations and coachings for self, life, love, or business. She works best with spiritual seekers and business owners to tap into their brilliance and watch them unfold. And let me tell you, there's nothing woo-woo or wishy-washy about the way she works, and the results come with very little effort and lots of rewards. Lisa is a dynamic force who helps her clients channel their inner power so they can find happiness and ignite their success in life, love, and business. So I have my good friend and spiritual mentor, Lisa Lajwa, with me today, and I'm really, 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 really excited to have you here because I think this is going to be an awesome conversation that is going to help a lot of people. So welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on this Limitless show. Wow. My favorite word. So it's perfect. (laughs) So cool. I wanted to bring you on for a bunch of reasons. I want to just talk about like energy and vibration and obviously things that can help people kind of perform at higher levels and get to know themselves and the world around them. Love but it. can you just, um, for the people who've never met you, can you just mm-hmm. give us a bit of a background on who you are and how you came to be this spiritual master? Sure I can. So Uh, I'll start with, I was born this way with a gift that I didn't really understand. Nobody understood around me either. And, and, uh, so through the journey of my life experience, I've, I've always been able to see things that no one else could see, but me around me, you know, and, uh, I didn't understand it. So I went through lots of trials and tribulations and life lessons and really bad shit in my life, like literally created and non-created by me. And at one point, you know, I had a spiritual awakening. This is the short version. I had a spiritual awakening at 23 because something inside me always kept saying, and I know it was my soul and the universe saying, you're more than this, you're more than this, you're more than this, even though there was no reason for me to believe that. There was no reason at all for me to believe that I was any, any, anything because of how I had been treated and how I grew up and the different, um, Uh, abuse that I went through as a kid and some of the neglect that I went through. And, you know, so what happened at 23 when I had my awakening is I realized that the universe just wanted me to connect in whatever way felt right. And right after that, like, as I started to grow and, and heal myself, I had a reawakening to these gifts at a deeper level. And I realized through my own experiences and just like learning and learning and learning, I went to Sedona for a period of time and I spoke 
it was so crazy because that experience in Sedona helped me to awaken and understand there was a purpose in my gifts that I could make them purposeful. And you know, the, the two things that made me decide to really learn about spirituality first is I could see things that were not known to other people and I could actually directly talk to the universe on a regular basis. I didn't know I was doing that until like, as I moved forward, I realized, wow, I'm like actually doing that. Like this is nuts. And, uh, I decided at one point we I had this big conversation with the universe, God, whatever you want to call it. I said, listen, I see that I can see things and make a difference because I'm a practical person. And I know that I'm a go-getter and, and you know, I'm a warrior and I get that. I get that you, I'm that type of person who is going to say, it's not just as it is. There's more that you can create from what you know, or what I could see. I was able to realize there's a hundred other solutions to everyone's problems that they don't even see. Cause there were so like, this is my little box and I'm going to stay in this little box. This is, mm -hmm. I got to stay in here cause this is safe. And then I realized beyond the box, of everybody's life because as I started working with my spiritual gifts and you know I started opening I could see that one soul had so many opportunities and more and more and more as over the years as I started doing readings and sessions with people and learning and learning and learning including my own life that's what inspired it I recognized that the spiritual world is huge and beautiful and that I could do this work and the reason I could do this work was because I love the soul in each and every person because it belonged to the universe and I was actually madly in love with the universe and mm. that's what got me into the place where I thought I need to be masterful and take the lessons and give them back to people so that people could understand their free will had so much more power than what they thought and that their soul had power to love them and enlighten them beyond what they ever could possibly understand as a human being. And that's what made me do it. So oh, the, that, that is how it all, the quick version of how it got inspired. <laughs> 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 I love that. And I want to talk about the free will thing after too, but sure. can we talk about energy and vibration just to help people? Cause I'm always saying things like everything is energy. Money is energy flows to you, blah, blah, blah. How, how would you explain to somebody what the energy and the vibration actually is in your terms? So basically, like we, we've talked about this a lot. It's a common theme, energy, everything is energy. So everything is energy, except it has different layers and it has different textures and it has different frequencies. So some energy is, you know, like, like this glass is more made of matter energy. Uh, our body has a different frequency of energy matter. Um, you know, you know, our energy field has a different energy frequency. The universe has a different energy frequency. We call that dimension. We call it, you know, and again, like earth has different dimensions inside of it. Like, you know, you know, there's layers in the earth and all these things are energy in the middle of the earth. There's like apparently a ball of fire. You know what I mean? Okay. That's related to the sun that pulls everything together as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. energy is the source that we are like every single thing has an energy field, frequency, vibration. Right. So when we talk about a someone's energy, someone's vibe, you're depending on what you're looking at, you're talking about increasing your sense of self and increasing how you're showing up in the world. Does that make sense? Totally does. Yeah. Yeah. So depending, and, and I want to clarify something because I think it's important. 
people throw words out, but they don't really understand what they're talking about. Because increasing your energy physically, increasing your health energy, increasing your vitality, increasing your spiritual energy, increasing your gifts, increasing your frequency, increasing your auric field, increasing your spiritual divine essence. These are all different energy frequencies. So when somebody says I'm increasing my vibration, ask them what vibration they're talking about. <laughs> you know, that's a, an easy statement to say, yeah. but the truth is you, what energy are you talking about? Mm. You know, it's very important, you know, in the mastery that I teach and, and how I, I, I unlock people is you have so many choices of what energy vibration you're going to increase, which actually has a ripple effect on all the rest. If you increase your divine essence on the outside and the inside, your body is going to get more vital. It's going to get more vitality, more energy. It's going to feel more purified. If you increase your physical body, your external vibration, your divine essence gets increased and it, and it accelerates in its power. Everything is connected. So there's not one thing versus another. All vibration and energy is connected, especially when you're looking at a person, a human being, or anything in this life experience. Oh, that's so, it, like, it's just so interesting too. So when, and I've had these experiences when I like meet somebody or I go in a room and I call it the no-no feeling. Like that is the no-no feeling. Oh, I don't like this. Yeah. Is that me picking up on their energy. Yeah. There's a few things that are happening at the same time. A lot of people, uh, for me, they say inaccurate things like, Oh, there must be a mirror effect happening right now because you're having a bad vibe. Uh, Oh, it, it, it must be about you. Oh, they must be a horrible person, but it's not, these are like blanket statements that are really dangerous for people because basically you have no other alternative thinking if that's your only thinking, which is really, really dangerous and negative for a person. And for us to actually be limitless beings, because the truth is these things, you can walk into a room and you get the no-no factor and it could be about you and your perception of the challenge that's occurring in the space and your inability to receive and understand the challenge that's occurring in the space and our own resistance to work on ourselves by what we're experiencing. Okay, that's one. I'll, I'll, that's one option. The other option is there is a mirror effect. Somebody's in there who has a horrible vibe, and you're telling yourself, like, get out. That's the mirror. Get out. You want to be safe and secure, and the mirror is like, get out. You know, <laughs> you're not safe in this space. Okay? Uh, it can be that you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, and you need to remove yourself. So it can be an intuitive guidance. That's three alternatives for one scenario, right? It can be that you're not shielded and you're too open in your energy and you're picking up everybody else's stuff and your body's saying, this is not right for you. Get out of here or actually shield yourself. You understand? That's yeah. like five alternatives in one scenario. So knowing, learning to ask yourself questions about what you're experiencing when you get that no-no factor, taking it to the next series of questions allows you to really learn about yourself and learn what's going on. So if it's about you, you're going to have a chance to figure it out. If it's about something in the environment, you're going to be able to figure it out. If it's you're in the wrong place at the wrong time and you need to be over there because over there a block away in a store is a miracle waiting to happen for you, which happens all the time. These beautiful life synchronicities and the universe is trying to bring us places in proximity. You're here, but you need to be there and you're here and you're like, get out and you go walk down the street. You land in a bookstore. It's the perfect scenario. You get the right book. You meet a reader. I don't know. You bump into a friend who's going to be the most miraculous, like surprise, whatever it is. You know what I mean? There's so many things going on when we get the no, no factor. It's important for us to understand what that is. 
Well, I think that's important too. And it goes back to what you said earlier about like getting yourself outside of the box. Because when I worked, and I know you came from corporate too, when I worked in the corporate environment, it was all about, oh, if something is triggering you, it's about (laughs) you. And so you'd sit there and it was like, oh gosh, well, what is wrong with me? What the fuck is going on with me? And you would stew in that. And even some of the trainings I've had, it goes back to, well, always look at what, if something's triggering you, what's the mirror? What's happening? What's wrong with you? And something yes. you've taught me about yeah. asking questions is it's not what's wrong with you. It's what's going on with you. <laughs> exactly. It's my favorite statement because people, uh, society is built on the blame game because we're built on a victimizational understanding. Often that's the, the paradigm of socialization and civilization is that we, we, are, we are birthed in victimization or hierarchy. I'm better than you because I'm here. This is my status. This is your status. You know, so this type of interaction we've had for so long has taken us away from the oneness. So we often blame is normal. Self-blame too. Blame from other people is like something we accept. And, you know, we're trying to change that. The system is trying to be changed. Like there's a lot of self-help, the movement that, that's been arising, spirituality, the teaching of oneness, that everything is connected, is trying to break that down. But it's really having a hard time because people so buy into and they misunderstand responsibility. They misunderstand that everything is not always about you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? or them. Sometimes it's about scenario. Sometimes it's about just the learning. So I try to approach everything today and I teach people to approach everything today as what am I learning from this experience? What am I experiencing? Mm-hmm. You know, that is trying to show me something about myself or the scenario. Because in the scenario, you have options. You may be there to help somebody. You may be there to be a huge transformative catalyst in an environment. You may have to hear yourself so you get the heck out of that environment that's so negative for you. There's a lot of, a lot of opportunity in changing the thinking around what's wrong with you. What's right with you is really the question because you're telling yourself something really important in the moment. Yeah. But the discomfort is telling you something of great value whether it's you have to grow, whether it's you have to get out, whether it's about somebody's maybe just having a bad day. Like I've changed because of how I work and how I work with myself. I've been able to change the course of a moment. I can't tell you how many times because I was able to say, well, maybe it's not about me. It's about something else, you know? Yeah. Able to shift conversations, uh, release energy from an environment, a situation, just because I recognize it's not about me. Because the minute you think about blame or self self blame or what's wrong, you're missing what's right. The minute you do that, the minute we look at what is wrong, we do not see what is there. Mm-hmm. You can't see what's really there and what the universe and your, you are trying to sell, tell yourself. You can't read the map anymore of energy because you're looking for what's wrong with the energy. Makes sense. Yeah, it's interesting because I have a lot of clients who are like, oh, I have to fix this thing. I have to fix that thing about myself. And I'm just always like, but you're not broken. <laughs> exactly. Like there's we're we're not broken as people. Yeah. I think but, we've learned to be very unkind. Yes, I know that for yeah. personal experience. Yeah. I think we've learned to be really unkind with ourselves because of how this the the, the layers of civilization and how they've been built. You know what I mean? And suffering, we don't understand it or digest it really well. We don't know how to. And so we create it because that gives us a sense of control. And that's part of what victimizational acceptance is about. Like the victims accept it to be victims because it gives you a sense of control. At least you know your position. 
the people mm -hmm. in hier hierarchy who are more than happy to victimize you. There's been a gray line over time that has confused people's instincts. You know what I mean? So if you have a, like back in the day, if you had a great king, it was awesome to be his victim because he took care of you as an example. Yeah. And then you had a ruthless king, but you accepted these principles and values of being of, you know, living in the paradigm of you're taking care of me versus I'm taking care of myself. You know what I mean? And a lot of, I mean, obviously we've broken through a lot of those old, old historic, uh, you know, belief systems that have been built over time. You know what I mean? We really have, I mean, look at us today, like we're rising and expanding, but many, many people are still trying to keep the control. And because of it, it's very hard to break through that experience. But I mean, we can look at it, look at the women, look at all, look at the entrepreneurs that live today, look at the internet. I mean, we're really trying to push through it, but it's still there. That's why you have clients and I have clients that are still going, what's wrong with me? That's mm -hmm. why it's a pandemic still, we don't, we didn't fully understand that whether you're, you have nothing or you have everything. I know people who have everything who feel like that. Yep. I know people who are millionaire gazillionaires they have incredible lives and they victimize themselves on a regular basis and they feel like shit. They have no appreciation. They feel terrible about everything in their life experience and they create this chaos all the time because the paradigm's so strong. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, yeah. It's, it, we have to bust through. We have to look and go, what's right with the situation and what's right. Yeah. With me? Kindly, mm -hmm. kindly. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> It's interesting too, because just, and I always talk about like looking for all of the possibilities. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing, basically in life, if people would just start to look at all of the possibilities instead of the limitations, everything can change. Totally. Totally. Because you op we, we, un we open the box, we uncrack the veil of well, resistance. Was, yeah. And something I always say to people too is like, cause I hear, oh, I can't do that. The second you say I can't, it literally in your subconscious mind shuts down all of the possibilities. Well, it actually, the subconscious mind says I won't. I won't now because you said you can't. Yeah, exactly. So the subconscious goes, I'll take care of you. Okay, so we're, we won't do that. Okay, great. You're saying can't, but the subconscious who's, that's protecting you is saying won't. Yeah. And that's it. Done. There's, no, there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere for you to go even creatively. One thing, one trick, just because this is a great conversation here, one trick that I've learned to do is say, I can't yet. Mm, nice. My subconscious hears, okay, okay, so that's an open door. Yeah. My superconscious says, okay, that's an open door. Oh, I like that. I can't yet. I always use the term, what would it take? What would it take to be able to do this? What would it take for, sure. for me to, yeah, it's true. Because our subconscious is so smart. And it's, for sure. It's just trying to keep us safe. The subconscious too will try to tell you that you, your superconscious actually will try to tell you that you, you can, but once you lock in, I won't, then, I mean, you start attracting everything to prove that you can't. Yeah. And that's the thing too, that people have a hard time wrapping their head around. It's like when I was in debt for most of my adult life, it was because I literally told myself I couldn't get out of debt because that's what other people were telling me. Absolutely. So I took other people's beliefs and kept them as my own truth. Oh yeah. Money's a huge thing for that. A hundred percent. It's, yeah. it's a very, very scary place because everything that we really need as people, because of what we're, we created, you know, we need food, we need to sleep. We, we need to have water. We need money. Now we need to work. Like there's a lot of things we have to do, let's say, cause we created a world like that. It's us that created it. You know what I mean? So now we have to accept that on some level. You know what I mean? 
but the money is huge because it's such a pain point. It's how we reflected our, our problems. Money yeah. and career is how we reflect our problems today. And, and back it's also in the, day, the identities. It's our identity, which is false, but that's, <laughs> it's false. Oh yeah. This is, I love this conversation. I love energy period. And also just because like I'm learning so much more about it and just working with you, I'm learning so much more about myself and my energy and yeah, it's been so important. Yeah. So can we actually talk about that? Because one of the things I learned, um, relatively quickly was when we are opening our energy. So there's a lot of people out there in the world having people open their energy, activate their energy, doing things with their energy, but nobody's teaching people how to manage it. And that's oh, yeah. dangerous. So can mm -hmm. we talk about that? Oh, for sure. So uh, one of the uh, things that's happening quite often now is undereducated people are teaching about spirituality and they have no experience. So I, you know, and I'm a firm believer it, because you know, something doesn't mean you really understand how to teach it or share it. You know what I mean? It's experience that anchors in our ability to be powerful with energy. So what happens when you start cracking open your centers without understanding or opening up your intuition without understanding and your feet are not on the ground as the body short circuits, the body breaks down because the body it's, it would be like when you open up to spiritual energy, it would be like sitting in the sun all day long. Your body can't take that. So often now people are just saying, I'm a spiritual being. And they don't realize that the body has patterns, has needs, needs to be respected and honored. And you have to pace out your learning because you can burn your body's natural way. You can shut yourself down. You can burn yourself out. You can burn your energy out because your body has to fight what you're opening. And if you're not grounded and you don't have the right vibrational frequency to open the door in a grounded way, in a safe, contained way, what happens is your body starts to short circuit. Your energy field, you, you, I, I've seen people actually give themselves mental breakdowns, literally, because they've cracked themselves open into the spiritual realm, but they don't understand any of what it means. And you start seeing things, people start having premonitions, the brain can't wire all this new energy because you weren't ready for it. You're just not ready for it. So you do it in, in stages. First stage is make sure your body's safe and well. Otherwise, you know, you're picking up all kinds of stuff that is not yours. There's lots of powerful empaths. I'm sure you have lots of clients like that who are sponges, who are powerful empaths. They walk around their emotional centers are right open and they pick up all kinds of stuff. They don't even know what's theirs and what's not theirs. And then they don't know what's true anymore. You start believing the stuff that's happening to other people is your truth. You start walking into, into rooms or environments and you're picking up all this debris from people who are just leaving their thoughts and energy everywhere because they don't really realize what they're doing either. And you don't know what's right and what's not right. You don't know what's yours and what's not yours. That's why anxiety is, a, is a totally at a new level and new epidemic because energy is so powerful and people don't know how to like say, that's not mine. That's mm -hmm. yours. You know what I mean? This is mine. That it can shut you down. You know? Yeah. And that was one of the things that I had to learn was that, and I knew that I was picking up other people's energy. Mm -hmm. But I also thought like, oh, it's okay. Cause I, I clear myself off at the end of the day. And then I just thought, oh, maybe I'm just not clearing myself early, but it was the grounding. Cause when sure. I started grounding myself, oh my God, shit just got so much different. Like I, 
and I set the intention every morning now, like I'm not, I am no longer available to take on other people's shit. I've done that for like my whole entire life. Yep. I'm done with that now. <laughs> Very important because your body will have, will have to go into self-preservation and protection for you because you're not doing it yourself. And remember what I was saying at the beginning, there's, there's layers of energy, your body, like we say, like some people like to sage, sage, saging is great, but saging only does your physical realm because it's made from mother earth. It doesn't do your energy necessarily. You know, it doesn't necessarily do the cells of your body. You know what I mean? You have to ignite energy cleansing from the cells of your body and do it in the layers, you know, uh, of who you are. So you have the physical realm. So internally, how do you cleanse your organs and your body? How do you keep them grounded and clear? Your body has to be anchored in the earth. It's not, your body isn't made of the universe. Your body is made of mother earth, period. It's not, doesn't, you know, your soul does. So when they meet together, there's this beautiful morphing and love affair that begins but you have to understand you come from two different places as a, as a being, not just one. So sometimes when people are cracking themselves up because they're so excited about meeting the universe and having this inner power and these gifts, they don't re respect mother anymore because mm -hmm. earth level is hard to deal with. There's a lot of pain here. So people want to live in this glorious universe, but they don't realize that there's uh, <laughs> conditions that are in the universe that are also painful as people because you're held accountable and responsible for your karma and what you're creating here. People want to believe it's so magical and the universe is going to give me everything I want. Yeah, it'll give you everything you want and everything you attract too based on your negativity or things that are not cleansed and cleared inside you. You know, there's, there's a lot of layers and the universe doesn't just give us what we want. The universe gives us what our soul needs to know. Your soul has a responsibility. Your soul is here doing things. Your body and your soul have an agreement beyond your mind and what you think or what you read in a book. And if you don't know what that is, then of course you're shutting yourself down, breaking yourself down. So you have to know that grounding your body is really important because it would be like putting sunscreen on. You know, you're putting sunscreen on or you're not staying in the sun all day long. You go in the shade sometimes, you understand? You would choose it. You would naturally know when you had too much sun because your body would tell you, get, in, get out of the sun. So it's the same. Being grounded is your body, is you respecting what your body needs so it can say, oh, this is not what I need to be in. Then there's your aura center, your aura, your auric field, which needs cleansing because it holds the imprints of all the things that you carry all day. If you're allowing other people's energy just imprint on you and dump on you, then your auric field, which is made of all of you and your vibration and all your centers, and each and every center has a specific meaning and reason and purpose related to being human. So we have the bottom ones that are all about earth and being human and the top ones, which are all about spirit. They all need respect. They yeah. all need kindness, love, compassion, understanding. So, and then your divine energy frequency field. So you have to ground to, to make sure that all of these and cleanse. So all of everything is safe. Everything is contained. Your vibration is purified and there's no energy leaks in who you are because it's also about you not dumping your stuff that you're carrying with, from all your clients around into all the other clients. That's another imperative thing I teach people who are studying with me is you, if you carry other people's stuff, you are also dumping it wherever you go. Yeah. Being empath is cool and you know, but it's really not because in the end, what we're doing is spreading everything everywhere which is really not the point of being whole and filled with ourselves in our field and in our bodies, you know? It's so weird to talk about that. And all I can visualize is like this garbage truck just dumping shit behind it everywhere it goes. That's what lack of self-responsibility ends up doing is people are more than happy to dump their shit on everybody else. And then other people carry it and dump it somewhere else, but they don't know what they're doing it not necessarily. 
Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so important when you're grounded, you, you don't carry things that don't belong to you because you're grounded and filled with yourself, your own spirit. Well, so and also as people who like, yourself. yeah. And when you're working one-on-one with people and you explain this to me too, it's like, especially as an empath, I want to help my clients release the shit that's been holding them back. Yeah. So then we release it and my energy goes, oh, I'll take that in for you. <laughs> no, it's not a great way. No, it's <laughs> not. Be. You have to just, it, the way to do it is to let them be responsible. But also when you release something, it leaves and dissipates. Really, literally, you know how that is. You know, when you hear the truth, all of a sudden everything goes, it's like the energy just releases. Mother Earth deals with it the universe deals with it, our cells release it. It almost disintegrates on itself once the lesson is learned. So it's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. It's interesting how like energy and beliefs kind of work the same way. Cause when we acknowledge those beliefs that aren't serving us, most of the time they'll leave. It's like believing in Santa Claus for years. And then all of a sudden you wake up and Santa Claus doesn't exist. You're like, Oh, okay. It's a good way of like looking at that. That's well, beliefs are just part of being human yeah absolutely and it's funny because sometimes you know like beliefs are just part of what we accept as true i've always seen it like that like it's just what we accept as true but you have to understand one belief once it's anchored in the subconscious once it goes into the the morphing of your mind that now you're creating something else your body is going to try to constantly tell you that the belief that you're living is not the right one for you so you're going to attract experiences because you're trying to tell yourself you're in the wrong belief system You know what I mean? People don't, I've seen this many times. People don't fully understand what a belief process is. So sometimes we're like, you know, looking at it as a negative thing, but really it's a positive thing when you understand it. Cause then you get why you're having all these negative experiences and lessons. It's not against you. It's to teach you. It's for you. It's It's like you're trying to tell yourself you're not in harmony with what you're meant to be. And your soul's a part of that because your soul is saying that belief's not going to work for our path. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden life is part of it. Then the universe is like drawing experiences and gently to teach you. The less you listen, the bigger the experiences get. That's what everybody will notice that they get bigger and louder and bigger and louder. You attract the same person, different face, the same relationship, different faces, same job, different experience until you go, Oh, maybe there's something that I'm doing. Yeah. Maybe I need to learn. Yeah, maybe it's, <laughs> exactly. Uh, maybe it's about something I think or believe. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like when I was on your podcast a little while ago, we were talking about that, and I wasn't listening to things, and I literally kept getting pushed in the mud. <laughs> like I would, I would just fall down in the mud, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. Until my light worker friend was literally, she looked at me, she's like, "You're not listening, so yeah. you're being pushed in the mud." So that you stand up and go, oh, actually, okay, I guess something is going on. What's going on here? What do I yeah. need to be learning? Totally. One of the, the strongest uh, expressions of that, there's a few of them that were, it's an epidemic now just because it shows how many people are unhappy. Depression and anxiety at a whole other scale. You know what I mean? It's at a whole other level now. But for me, those, those things, and I'm not, you know, I'm definitely not a doctor or therapist. I mean, there's real conditions that are very real and valid for people that you know, they live that and it's a physical, physiological condition. I get it. But many people are living with it because they're not listening to themselves at all. And the only way to get their attention at that point, and, that's a, and that means you haven't been listening for a really, really, really long time. Yeah. At that severe level of reaction and response, it means you're really resisting something. 
that that's how you tell yourself like anxiety makes people stop and shudder. You're right. Yeah. You know? So oftentimes when I'm working with people, once they understand that the anxiety just dissipates because they realize, Oh, I'm just needing to listen to that because it has a message for me. Yeah. Oh. And I remember years ago, my doctor was like, Oh, we'll just take some medication. <laughs> and I remember being like, no, no, I'm not doing that. I did end up taking medication for a while, but that that's the go-to, right? Oh, just take medication. Just numb it out. Don't, don't understand where it's coming from. Just numb that out. So you don't have to do oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. I had that too. And, and I'm, I remember telling my daughter, she was pretty cool. I'm like, listen, I'm not, can I try my way first? Mm-hmm. I said, yeah. What are you going to do? I said, I'm going to meditate and talk to God and then we're going to, we're going to fix things up. I'm going to look at what's going wrong with me. That's putting me into this condition, you know, like inside, because I really believe like I'm choosing things that are really not serving me. And that's why I'm freaking out right now. Yeah. And she said, okay. And then I went back. She's like, you didn't need them. Did you? I'm like, nope. <laughs> But thank you. I had them in case, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I had you there in case it really was going to go in the wrong direction. But Yeah. And like you, like I'm not a doctor and yes, there are chemical reasons why people will need medication sometimes. But at the end of the day, like a lot of the people I see on the medication, I look at the situations they're in and it's just like, you just have to ask yourself, like, what is going on here? Why am I having these feelings of overwhelm that are causing me to feel anxious? But we live in a society where we're so busy just being busy that we don't even take time for us. Well, the, the, the number one problem for me is people to neglect themselves and they're not kind to themselves. Yeah. We're teaching, we're teaching people how to be like that. Neglect yourself and don't be kind to yourself. The last person you should give any compassion to is, is you. Survive, 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 survive. That's the key energy. It, and it's, it's really sad. For me, it's really sad. It's like really not the point of being here and being innovative and how we are. You know, we have creative possibilities that are through the roof as human beings and spiritual beings. You know, like all we're doing is anchoring in more and more of the physical reality versus the higher possibilities. And you know, but this is, this is what we're trying to do. That's why we're on this podcast, right? Make a difference and change that. That's the goal. Yeah, and I also think, and you kind of touched on it earlier, everybody's always like, oh, I wanna live in the higher dimensions. I wanna go up there. I wanna be in the universe. But like, you have to understand this we we chose to be in these human bodies like you have to respect this and understand this it's a very it's so interesting all of this is interesting to me yeah absolutely and it's just people's discomfort they think it's better up there but you chose like to come here, so you gotta figure it out you yeah, know it's like but that's also if we look at it it's a bit of a scarcity mindset but that's a whole nother conversation and no it totally is 100 percent. i love that because that's true yeah. And so, cause I'm always talking about scarcity mindset with money, right? But it's a scarcity mindset. If you're looking at, Oh, I just want to go live somewhere else. I want to have something else. I want you only focused on what you don't have. Totally. So you're great just going to get more of what you don't have. Yeah. It's a great perspective. Cause it's true. hundred Totally. hundred percent. Yeah. And the respect of the energy too. And that was something I had to learn because I would half-ass ground myself is what I'm going to say. And I didn't notice the first few days I was doing it. I was like, Oh, I feel better. Cause I was grounding compared to not grounding. And then like the third or fourth day I would ground myself, but I would be in a hurry in the morning. Cause I do it first thing in the morning. And then I would be with clients and I'm like, why, why do I feel weird? What is going on? And you had to explain it to me in your way of explaining it. It's like, cause you need to check your fucking energy. That's what's going on. You can't be in a rush. <laughs> I was like, oh, 
yeah, I guess that does make sense. Yeah. I'll tell you something that is really powerful. Like if you don't witness, if we don't witness ourselves and witness the experience, it almost doesn't exist. So even grounding any type of meditation, visualization, you need to actually make sure you're done. That's what witnessing means. It's complete. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You know, being in a rush does not, you get really good at it, which helps you accelerate the process. But at the beginning, like if you don't respect, it's like, it's like falling in love with the person. But you're in a rush, like how many people do this? You're in a rush to have the orgasm and the marriage and the this and the that. And you don't even know the person. Then you realize, oh my God, I don't even like you. You know, <laughs> two years later, you're like, why the fuck did I marry you? Right? Yeah, you're in a rush to get this result instead of in the journey and enjoying the process and the intimacy. It's the same with yourself, your soul, your body, your intimacy with your grounding and your being. There's an intimacy that's cultivated over time that you can't get while you're you got your foot on the on the gas. It doesn't mm. work, and then it nothing's ever orgasmic. You're always in the half blow job mode, <laughs> so, which job really isn't fun. Ask any man; he'll tell you. <laughs> How does half feel? Not good. <laughs> that's why I love you. <laughs> I'm a bit rude, you know, inappropriate, yeah, quite often. Whatever, aren't we all? but that's the interesting thing too so i'm just thinking about that whole marriage thing so like we get attracted to people because of our energy yeah and then our energy can change so is that like a soul contract we're with somebody and then we learn the lesson and then we're just like Ugh, <laughs> like your energy anymore how does that work yeah you know, you do this. This is a big question, but it's a great question. Okay. So you have to approach every relationship with an open mind. If you want to live a spiritual life and this, the open mind is, is this a lesson or is this the real deal? And you ask yourself, you know, you can be in a relationship and choose to know this is a soul contract with somebody because you feel it and know it because you've asked the question. You're not assuming it is. Yeah. And the thing about that is like, once you understand that me, I've done it and it's not easy because people want to believe in their dreams, but I've done it many times that I've met people in my life who I knew were temporary. I didn't care. I understood my soul needed to go through the journey. It was painful for me to accept, but it was okay for me to be in the experience because we had gifts to give each other that were actually really, really important. Sometimes that's your lifetime and this is just your life mate. And that's the answer and understanding you'll have. Sometimes you don't need to know. You just need to be in the experience. Sometimes it's a soulmate, which I'll tell you what, soulmates are not that much fun because there's usually hardcore lessons. Just people have this magical thinking about it, but it's not necessarily magical. Soulmates mean I've known you before and I'm not really sure what you're doing here again. <laughs> okay? mm -hmm. And that can be friends. It can be relationships. It can be love. It can be work. So you need to learn to explore. People need to explore what soul agreement do we have that is making me feel pulled to you or is there one so you know you i can ask the questions see a professional like myself or somebody who would be able to tell or just ask like yourself your inner core what this feels like does this feel like a soul experience but don't make assumptions like people are making too much assumptions and then they, i hear this all the time i thought it was this and then i found that it wasn't i said yeah did you ever ask it what it was or you just told yourself what you wanted it to be and then made it true and then found out you deceived yourself and then betrayed yourself. And now you feel like a bag of shit about it. Don't do that. Be honest. But most people, like a lot of people, not most, but a lot of people don't want to assume responsibility. So yeah. they play la la land and that's a problem. It's much more beautiful to go through a journey with somebody fully embody the entire experience. Cause when you leave it and it's over, 
or it doesn't end, you really feel fully engaged mm -hmm. and okay for things to end when you have that mindset and that understanding and you fully give the gifts that you're also supposed to give to the other person. It stops being about, well, it's just about me. No, you actually have things to give them too in soul contracts. It's usually two-sided. Yeah. No. Yes, I do. That's yeah. So can speaking of soulmates, can we talk a minute about twin flame energy? Cause a lot sure. of people are so interested in that right now. Yeah. Because they think meeting themselves and falling in love is the most beautiful thing. Cause that's what a twin flame is. It would be like having incest. Well, that's what people don't understand. A twin flame is you. <laughs> it's like, it's like meeting yourself and being with yourself and that's it. It's like, it's, it's a person that's from your tribe. It's a person that's from your, your experience. It can be, it's actually your fragmented soul and you're meeting you. So you're meeting a part of you, but that doesn't mean you should marry that. <laughs> a twin flame is like, we have the expression, but everybody says different things about that. And this is part of the problem is there's so many teachings out there that are accurate and very inaccurate. You know, there's a lot of inaccurate experiences. So people, it makes them feel really good to feel understood, seen and heard. And that's what a twin flame will make you feel. They'll make you feel seen and understood. They'll make you feel secure. They'll make you feel like somebody really knows you. Yeah. Because it's like meeting you. Mm -hmm. A twin flame is like, we know each other deeply and completely. Now, can you marry a twin flame? For sure. Can you be with a person that's twin flame? Yeah, but it probably not won't last. Mm -hmm. A lot of them don't last. Well, you know I mean? are a lot of them too really like difficult? Because that's one of the things that I've always heard is like when you meet your twin flame, it can be really hard to even just be with them. Well, and yeah, because work through that, everything is whatever. <laughs> Well, it depends if people really under, if it's really a twin flame or not, first of all, because it can be a soulmate that's coming to bust your life open. So you learn, and most people have no clue the difference between a twin flame and a soul mate. Mm -hmm. They're very close in proximity in teaching. A twin flame is like meeting yourself. A soulmate is a soul that you've known from the past that is coming back into your life for a reason and a purpose and a meaning. And sometimes it's just a drop in and sometimes it's not a twin flame has the same possibility they're just coming to drop in and say hey look at you and how amazing you are okay i gotta go because they they activate inside you the knowing of yourself you know what i mean so it really depends on the situation but people they're so close in proximity that people do not aren't sure which one is which they just go with the feeling they read some stuff on whatever and then they don't really understand is it really a twin flame experience that i'm having or not the difficulty is because you're trying to be with yourself and you're not letting people are not letting the experience be show itself to them they're making the experience what they want to believe and it doesn't work a twin flame or a soulmate, it doesn't make a difference. You're, they're there for a reason. You need to know the reason versus just saying, oh, this is it. This is, and then you're just, a person's desires. I met the person that I'm, well, you met yourself and um, it's comforting. Like your soul tribe, there's a, there's a tribal experience, which is very comforting. And then the next question is, well, I don't know if it's what's going to happen here now. Let me, let me explore this journey and see when it gets difficult. People are saying, but you're my twin flame. You have to be with me. Uh, no, I don't. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Why is the definition of twin flame now? We have to burn through life together. Like, no, it's not, it's not healthy. First of all, and twin flames, the thing that people understand is they're flames. 
they could burn each other out. Oh. Like one thing and one thing. So too much of one energy. So it's always the definition that people are struggling with. The, it makes them feel good to be seen and understood. But often it doesn't last because you're not really supposed to be together. You're just meeting in harmony and saying, ah, so good to see you again. Okay. Shh. People don't choose in the right way in the sense of saying, you look for a life partner, whether it's a twin flame, a soulmate, just a person that you randomly bump into. Do you know you can attract way more than a twin flame will ever be in your life if you open up to that, that possibility? You can, you can meet somebody way better than a soulmate or a twin flame will ever be for you. Mm, so if yes. you know that and you, you empower yourself with that knowledge, you stop anchoring in, this has to be it. The problem is that this has to be it is a personal desire. And it's a pain point for the person. That's why they're like attaching themselves to that twin flame idea and holding it hostage. Usually they, it, twin flames like bump into each other, teach each other. They, have, they feel like they have to do something together. So, and it's true most of the time. So the have to do something together is important to understand because people often will interpret the have to be together like I have to love you forever. No, we have to be together to learn something and move forward. And the move forward might be stay together. The move forward might be let each other go mm. or teach each other hard lessons. Bring something of deep value at this time in your life because I heard the call and now's the time. And it's okay for it to not go anywhere that you want it to. It's okay for that to surprise you and for the twin flame energy to ignite you. People are too boxed into what they want instead of learning from every experience. A twin flame is also an honor that people don't understand. It's an honor to meet you because they're coming for a reason because you really need them. And sometimes it's happened to me with clients often when I'm analyzing something like that in session, in sessions, excuse me, like, They'll say, but I know it. I'm like, yeah, it's a twin flame, but you're there to give them this, 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 and this, and then move on. And they're like, no, 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 no. I'm like, well, why don't you just give them this, this, and this and see what they do? Mm. And they'll go give this, this, and this, and then they move on. It happens often. Or you're there to receive this and this and this from that person. And once it's done, they're gone. And it automatically dissipates because you don't need each other anymore. Because the, the ign ignition and the pull together the reason you have to have a twin flame come into your life is because there's no other way to get you to pay attention quite often to what you need to understand or the twin flame is coming and the soulmate is coming to support you. You know what I mean? Because you're really not understanding what to do. You don't feel empowered in the moment and they come to reach down and go, come on, or you are going to grab one and go say, come with me because you're not getting what you have to get. And I see you understand you and feel you. So there's so much a person has to discover before they just anchor at that and decide what it is the experience. It's about possibilities again. If we're yeah. just looking for the twin flame or the soulmate, we're completely shutting ourselves down yep. to anything else is better. And it's interesting too, because like I've had people be really upset because they don't think they're ever going to meet their twin flame. And I'm just like, but why does that upset you? <laughs> like there is other things. I hope things. you don't. Yeah. It's... I hope you find better. I hope you find whatever it is that will serve your highest needs. Not just your one little need of, I want to feel seen, understood, and loved beyond. You know, that's what people interpret. I think, too, the, the term twin flame, like a lot of things in the spiritual realm right now, is very trendy right now. 
So people, like you said, people like trends. So it's like, I, so I, I, like talk, I think I'll talk about that. Let's talk about that. So I've been in this field for 30 years and people love trends. And this field has changed a thousand times. And people, they're saying new words, the new, the new generation says new words, but they're not new words, they're old words. They've been around for centuries. But people are like that. When I hear it for the first time, that makes it real and new. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's a good thing because it's a, the way we reignite an understanding. But I think that the, the most, so, so spirituality has trends too. You know what I mean? I think the most important thing for people to really understand is it's your belief system which will make what you learn a certain way. And if you want to believe a twin flame is your ultimate soulmate, then you're missing the point of being a human being who can co-create at a level that's way beyond a twin flame. If you think the universe just brought you here to find somebody who's like you and doesn't doesn't think you're more powerful and you don't think you're more powerful than that, then we have a long way to go and you need to listen to these podcasts and take, take a lot more courses to learn a hell of a lot more than yeah. you are because you're totally limited instead of limitless. Yeah. Totally in that thinking. Yeah. It's so true. Oh, so much goodness in this episode. I can't wait for this to come out. <laughs> so I want to just ask one more, well, probably not one more question, but I have another question about energy sure. and when we meet people and we're like, oh, I feel like I've known you before. Is that because our energy has known them before? For, it can be that you have to find out. By asking questions. You have to ask questions. Because there's, there's, there's such a, an enormous variety of reasons you'll feel like that. And often there is just, I remember you from before. Mm-hmm. You have no meaning in my life. Sometimes, oh, I remember you and you're going to have great meaning in my life. Uh, sometimes there's, what well, we're just bumping into each other and it's so nice to see you again. Sometimes it's, you have something to do for them. Mm-hmm. So the initial spark of, oh, I know you, the reason it's there is because your energy is recognizing them and it's important for you to hear and try to explore what that means. So you, you can be of the high, highest service to that experience. Right, and you can receive it at this highest level of understanding. So, when you have that experience, what's important is to say, Okay, so what layer of myself do I know you from? And you ask yourself inside, but again, you have people have to learn to practice listening to their inner guidance, it's important, or learn, or, or you know, you, you want to open the door versus closing the door with one possibility. So this would be like, oh, I recognize somebody. Oh, it must be a soulmate. Okay, I'm just going to stamp at that. That, yeah, that closes the door because you're putting your, your desire on it. So the opening the door is like, okay, so what layer of energy do we know each other from? Did the universe just bring you to me and, and my soul sparked off that? Because the other thing that's happening is the universe is bringing you and your guides and the angels and all these energies are supporting you. And sometimes you don't even know the person at all, but you, you have an instant reaction because they have something to give you you need to have. Mm-hmm. So you have a feeling inside. So there's so many possibilities. It's, miracles are happening all the time, which have nothing to do with soul matter. They're just, the universe is saying, I need to give you this person. So your soul and your body and your energy frequency knows that. So it ignites a way to get your attention as a human being. So you go, oh, what's that? 
I need to see that or be there. And then explore the meaning. And once you explore the meaning, you will have the highest service of the experience because you're open and explore in exploration versus just putting whatever belief you want on it. It's like life really is like a choose your own adventure book. Maybe it's I'm so. off with those, but for and anybody think, who doesn't know that what that is, yeah. it was these books I used to read when you're when I was little. Okay. And it was an adventure book. So you would read the story and you would get to this point and it would it basically give you like three choices. And so you pick a choice and then you could go down a different road. That's what life is, really. Mm -hmm. It is. Uh, it really is. So everything's really a treasure hunt, good and bad. Sometimes you don't find the treasure and sometimes you do, but it's yeah, always like, a treasure to find. I like how you were saying that too. Like sometimes the universe just needs to like deliver somebody or something to you. So they're like, here you go. <laughs> there's so many, there's so many creative things happening. Yeah. So many. So if you're, if people are so limited in their thinking, you know, that they, they don't, they're not open, then of course you're going to misunderstand and interpret the wrong thing. And then you feel like terrible about yourself after because you totally misunderstood what happened and you yeah. caused years of pain for no reason. So my job, and I know your job, because that's the passion of, of, of teaching and educating people is to learn that if you limit yourself in your thinking, you limit your life. And if you limit your spiritual life, you're missing a lot of miracles that are happening on all kinds of layers of existence, which are just sitting there for you. You're not hearing the real thing. The minute you say, oh, it must be a soulmate, you, you and the universe now are shut off. Yep. And the universe can't talk to you anymore. Yeah, because you're so you know, like that it, it may have something totally different. No, that's a person that's going to bring you to your purpose. Stop making them something they're not. But the minute we have that that stop, that wall, that decision, we don't see anything else. So that's why it's so important. And it's okay to be wrong. You know, like that is really, really important for people to understand. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to not be sure. Let yourself not be sure. It's, that's better than thinking you have certainty when you don't. Yeah. And finding out later you betrayed your own path because you didn't know how to listen to the possibilities. That's the worst feeling in the world. Yeah, it's funny because I was uh, married for 14 years, but together with the person for 18 years. And I've had people who are like, oh, didn't that suck to waste 18 years of your life? And I'm like, no, actually, it was a great lesson. I learned like a lot about myself. I learned a lot about everything. Like, well, didn't that suck to have to start over when you were almost 40? No, it was actually the best thing that ever happened to me. Like, I honestly wouldn't be doing the work that I'm doing. I wouldn't be the person that I am today had I not gone through all of those lessons. Incredible, right? It's incredible. And I don't know why people think that they want the same thing every day. Yeah. Like, that's not the treasure hunt. No. Like, that's not even the point of being here. Have, has anybody, like, I tell people, just, have you seen this planet? <laughs> like, do you understand the textures and colors and like the things that are here? You're the same. And so is life. We're not supposed to be like, let me put myself in a box and never get out. Yeah. But we do. We do. And that's, we got to break through that. That's the whole point, you know, and spiritual knowledge can allow somebody to do that. No, well, I think people, and this is a whole other podcast topic, but I think people get confused between like, Oh, is this my intuition or am I just being fearful? Am I, am I keeping myself in a box because I'm scared to move forward? And I did that for years working at my job. And I'm grateful that I had that job to be able to build the business that I had and sustain the lifestyle that I had. But like near the end of it, I wasn't 
listening fully (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I was afraid. And so it's like, okay, you know what? And then you step through that and you just look at all the possibilities. Like what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Oh, I'll go get another job if this doesn't work out. I find great excitement in change. You know what I mean? And I think that's a mindset people can adopt is it's exciting to know there's something else behind another door. You know what I mean? Like if something's breaking down, it means change is coming because it's something better. Like really the universe is trying to show you there's something better. And yeah, you might be the problem and you're breaking down your own life, which means you need some transformational work, you know, but oftentimes it's not that it's the breakdown is because you're not paying attention and the universe is trying to open another door with you. Your soul is trying to open another door. But yeah, sometimes we're just manifesting really negative life experiences, which again is just about change. So no matter which way you look at it, if you're on a treasure hunt, then good or bad, painful or not, it doesn't matter. You're just exploring and getting to know the more and more and more of you and of this world and of, of the universe, you know, which I find totally exhilarating. Like yeah, this. I actually love thinking about that as a treasure hunt. Who doesn't mm-hmm. like a treasure hunt? Mm-hmm. It really is for me. It's like, a, yeah. it's like you're on a trip. You know, I, I call one of my things that I teach is a transformational trip. That's what it is. It's like you're on a trip and this whole trip is about that. Life yeah. is a trip. That's it. And the whole thing is about transformation because you'll never see the same texture all the time. You know, anywhere you go, when you go back, it's going to be different. Anywhere you travel, when you go back to that place, like every wave is different. You know what I mean? So like, why do you want to be the same? Such an interesting way to look at that. It's true. Because we do, we're like, oh, I want to find this, the similar thing. No, you're right. Why would we want to? I want the weight. No, I want the shark to swim in the same place every day. No, that's not how life is. Like you're in a magnet. We're in a magnificent, magical place. And we're infinite, magical beings. Get on the treasure hunt. That's the party. Hashtag get on the treasure hunt. That's going to be our new hashtag. Get on the treasure hunt. Hashtag transformation. Boom. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I love it. Is there anything you want to leave people with before I ask you my very last question, which I ask everybody? Yeah. Give yourself a chance to learn correctly without assumption. Find the masterful teachers that will teach you. Stop reading internet quotes or looking at YouTube. I want the, I want the beautiful millennials to understand, like you're the next generation of spiritual power. You know what I mean? Learn, right. Learn from the masters, let yourself learn correctly because you will become so masterful. You know what I mean? And that will launch you into, and then this planet into where we really need to go back to the treasure hunt. Yeah. I love that. And I mean, that's why I'm working with you now because I want to be able to master this. So I'm not half-assed in everything. I want to learn how to do all of this because I know I have gifts. But it's yeah. about, oh, well, what, what the fuck do I do with these? I don't know what yeah. to do. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and this is something I ask everybody that comes on the podcast. What does living a limitless life mean to you? It means um, everything I said already. Mm-hmm. But mostly it means living with every single aspect and layer of myself in harmony with anything and everything with any challenge, being willing to listen to all of me at every level and all the, all the parts of life in the universe that exist and all the dimensions that are there. For me, that's what limitless means. It means I have no stopping point. If I don't have an answer from mother earth, I go to father sky. 
If I don't have an answer from Father Sky, I go to my higher consciousness. If I don't understand what's going on, that I can, I can understand there's always an answer somewhere. Always. Mm. And there's always a treasure hunt occurring when I'm seeking the answers, you know, or seeking for it. So for me, that's what it is. This, it, I'm, I, there's no stopping point. So stop. Mm. I just feel like being limitless is not looking for a stopping point. A place that I'm going to land and be happy forever. I, I, I changed that a long, long time ago. You know, for me, certainty is change, mm -hmm. you know, and transformation and just really being fully under, like understanding all of this. Like there's so much like, oh, it's so exciting. Like right from the center of the earth all the way into the, gal the, the galactic world. Oh, there's so much happening that's fun and exciting. Treasure hunt. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, treasure hunt. <laughs> I'm going to link up in the show notes, all of the stuff where people can find you if they need more Lisa in their life, which they will, I guarantee it. Do you have anything exciting going on that you want to tell people about right now? Oh, I have so much going on. Yeah. I, there's two things I think I really would want to share. One is um, I, I have a spiritual intuitive mastery mastermind course going on now, which anybody can join anytime. It's to just help people elevate. It's a six month journey and it is to do everything we're kind of talking about now, like teach people properly through experience. Like I'm there, you know, I, I, you're getting a variety of ways to learn that are aligned with life and how busy we are. Uh, and that's easy to find um, with the links you'll put. I'll put it in the show notes to find it. Yeah. And the other really exciting thing is I'm doing an empowerment retreat in Morocco in September. And that's going to be totally mind blowing. I've been going there for three years and it's a mixture of yoga and spirituality and lessons and, and, and senses and inner senses and opening yourself up and this, like we do so much and you get to actually experience Morocco at the same time, which is freaking exhilarating and beautiful. Those would be the two shares I'd want to make. And yeah, yeah, I'll link up to those. That's awesome. Thank you so much for making the capacity to have this conversation with me. Cause I always just like having conversations with you. And I think <laughs> this is going to really help a lot of people see the possibilities and not just keep themselves in the box. I've had a great time. Thank you. too. Thank you so much for joining me today. You have no idea how much I love and appreciate you for taking time to listen because shows like this are not possible without people like you. You can find me over on Instagram at underscore Brenda Johnson. Beg me to post and let me know what your favorite episode has been. And if there's something that you want to hear, let me know. Shoot me a DM and I'm always going to get back to you. I want this podcast to help as many people as possible. So please take a moment if you can to leave me an honest comment and review so I know what you think of the show. And if you could, help me spread the love by hitting that share button.